But hey, it's uh, it's Tuesday, right? June fourteenth, twenty twenty two. We are live. Thank you for joining us here, hanging out with us here on Rucksack Radio, the podcast for Patriots, hosted by two veterans with one mission and seventeen hundred seventy six reasons. Podcast is always bold, blunt, uncensored, and full of red, white, and blue truth. How you doing out there? Are you getting this heat wave yet out there, out east? It's hotter shit, dude. Well, to be fair, I did just get out of the shower. I haven't cooled off yet from the shower, so I'm all, I'm all sweaty. Yeah. I got sweaty chocolate balls. Nice. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> chocolate, you see. All right. It's <laughs> a great show. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's well into the 90s here. The heat index this morning when I was, you know, at like 10 o'clock or 10.30 was 100 degrees, basically. So it's hot, and it's going to be that way again tomorrow. But um, had yesterday, so I was watching the radar yesterday, and there was this, uh, I watched a supercell develop out near Madison. And watch it, it kept tracking east, southeast. It held together, and it was it was coming right at us. So I'm like, all right, well. I'm kind of on the southern edge of it. I was going to go out and get some pictures of it. Well, unfortunately, it was a great blanket day, so you really don't get any good pictures, even of the approaching storm. I mean, it gets darker, but there weren't really good pictures. But then I was out there, and I was in this little pavilion, this little shelter thing, basically, that's out in the park. Um, I figured I'll just ride the storm out in here while it goes through. Dude, I have never in my life been in a storm like that and in hindsight i went back in the radar and there was a there was a funnel there was rotation like right above me and you i took video um i've never seen anything like that my on the app i have that records uh wind speeds on the radar anyways the radar indicated wind speed reached 107.4 miles an hour Wow. It was insane, dude. And I'll, I'll send you the video. Well, I posted the video on Parlor yesterday, but it was like standing in a hurricane. The rain was completely, it was horizontal to the ground. The wind was whipping. Sideways. Um, Gibbs wasn't with me. I had him in the apartment because I was just going to go out and do some pictures, and I didn't want to mess around with him. But I had never anything like that. And here it is. And I, like I said, I went back through the radar. Um, and, it, yeah, right over the top. And you can, you could tornado. Yeah, you could, it was dude. I was sitting there for a few minutes. I had my earbuds in. I was pretty calm. Really. I was just like, I was at peace with it. I had my earbuds in. I think I had Megadeth playing (laughs) something and this (laughs) wicked violent storms going on. And I'm just standing there getting pelted, getting soaked, you know, with rain. But I'm looking at this and in my head, I'm thinking maybe this wasn't really the smartest idea. (laughs) So now I'm starting to think like, where am I going to go if something touches down? Because I'm a good yeah, 200 yards from home. I'm not going to dash across this open field. Um, I realized I would have went over to the tennis courts because now it's it's a you know, good and bad. Was the, the, the fence is metal, so lightning could hit it. But I'm thinking if I strap myself to one of these posts because I had a backpack that I had my tripod and stuff like that in. <clears throat> I'm like, well, if I use a strap on the backpack and strap myself to one of the fence posts, well, the, you know, there's this whole, all of the fence posts are anchored in. So there's good continuity. The chances of the whole fence getting ripped out of the ground are pretty slim. 
So at least I'll be anchored in at this point. And I got the fence behind me. So if there's shit that's flying around, you know, the fence should. Big stuff. Yeah, big stuff won't get me, you know, um, hopefully. So I had a plan in my head and like it, I had it like in 30 seconds, I'm like, where am I going to go? <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, I can dash that way because I'm dashing with the wind then. Um, it's only, you know, 30 yards maybe. I can make that. But, man, I'm telling you, <laughs> it was – there was nowhere else to go. Um, I could have crouched down probably at like the behind Target where the dock area is, but that wouldn't really done me any good. Um but it was wild. It was a wild storm. I have never seen wind like that before. Uh, you lost power, didn't you? Uh, we, I only lost power for about five minutes. My internet was down for like four hours, but uh, I can't even go a whole show sometimes without the internet going down. So that's, <laughs> that's nothing new. <laughs> but um, there are some areas that were still still down today. Uh and I, you know, as I walked around the neighborhood today, I mean, there was trees down everywhere. Some of them uprooted, big pine trees. You know, it's rare to see pine trees um, get uprooted because they're pretty strong trees. They're anchored in pretty good, you know. But deep roots yeah, too. Um, it was it was something. Um, There's a couple of people that were killed. There's, you know, a kid was. Uh, why parents were out with a kid, or why guys were out with a kid? This is near like the 27th and Loomis area where the uh, uh, drainage, the KK River goes through. And there's like a drainage duck down there. It's only like three feet deep. This kid was playing around down there, slipped and fell in, and the currents grabbed him. And the two adults went in after him. They found the kid's body today. They haven't. Fought, they didn't find the adults yet as far as I saw. But um, it was wicked, dude. Lightning. I saw two lightning strikes that were really close. <laughs> like I was like, all right. I'm under this wood shelter. I'm standing on concrete. I'm probably okay, <laughs> you know. Um, but it was something else. It was quite the storm. But tomorrow, I was looking and uh, the what I saw was uh, there's a fairly substantial severe weather event forecasted tomorrow for the Wisconsin area. Uh, a lobe of vortice rotating, blah, 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 all this scientific stuff. Um, but given the very moist and strongly unstable afternoon warm sector, storms redeveloping across the Wisconsin area would likely become quickly supercellular, which is why we had a supercell yesterday. Uh, given the aforementioned favorable shear, there's strong shear expected with it. Um, the risk for tornadoes, including one or more that could be strong, can be expected. Very large hail would also be possible with evolving supercells as well as damaging winds. So tomorrow is going to totally be a dork out to weather guy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if there was rebar in the concrete or not, um, to be honest with you. In that little small pavilion area, I doubt it. Because um, it's not very, I mean, it was probably 20 by 30 feet or something. It was just like a patio, basically. Um, like two two patios back to back, you know, normal household type patios, maybe a little larger. But there was nowhere else. And, you know, the smart thing would have been as soon as it started getting dark and I was cloudy and I wasn't going to get good pictures, I should have just went home real quick. But I didn't, I didn't expect what we got. Um, I was watching the radar and there was, but I didn't, I should have known better. 
<laughs> I should have known better. Um, in hindsight, uh, all good. Tomorrow, I'll be a little more careful. It's going to depend, though. If there's a if there's an opportunity for good pictures, that's coming first. You know what? It's just if I go and it's taking pictures of a twister or something, I'm fine with that. It's as long as as long as the pictures are recovered, <laughs> and I'm fine with it. As long as those are the only pictures you look at on Tom's phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the last picture is like my feet in the air. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it was a good video. There were a couple I posted. I've got others I have to look go through and see if I got much more. But those two pretty much. And painted the picture of it. It was it was a pretty wicked storm. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow, though. But enough of that. Um, you know, news-wise, so Biden did a speech today to the unions in Pennsylvania and started yelling. <laughs> he started yelling, of course, like he does. But he's tired of the lies. Did he yell, I don't work for you? Huh? Did he yell, I don't work for you? No, he just... Like he did the last union speech that he gave? <laughs> Uh, he yelled about he's tired of the lies that everybody, you know, that the economy's good and there's positive change and people's savings are well positioned and everything. It's like, what are you talking about? Gas prices and empty grocery shelves say otherwise. It's it's absolutely insane how this guy. I fill up my gas tank every week. What are you talking about? So detached from reality. <laughs> Pay no mind to the fact that your gas is paid by taxpayer money. Yeah. Gas. It's and that's what's going to get them. The fact that they're so detached and can't even that they refuse to even empathize with the, their own base is hurt more than anybody else. Generally speaking, and the fact that they can't even find empathy and they just keep blaming. He, he tried blaming Republicans. It's like, oh, how are you blaming Republicans for any of this? You have control of the White House and From the everything. Congress. These are your policies. It's not coincidence that since you struck a pen to your policies, that everything's gone to hell. They can't. He just blames the Republicans and he blamed Putin again. Listen, we get like, what, 8% of our oil from Russia? And not even that now, but... And there's almost 75 countries that have cheaper gas prices than us. This is not a global issue like they make it out to be. It's global. Everybody's feeling this. No. It's not. And not every country, uh, half of Europe doesn't have inflation rates as high as ours either. I don't, here's what I don't understand. Okay, they want to, um, they want, instead of, they want more gun control, right? They want to write more yeah. laws for more gun control, yeah. right? Why not open the pipeline and create more laws for the fucking, for yeah. them? Well, he's already, yeah, I mean, there's already so much in place, though, and that's why he's like, oh, they could drill. They I could know, drill. but there's so many gun yeah, laws in place, I, too. I know, I know, there's there are more than 3,200, but they're not going to do that. They're not, they don't want fossil fuels. This is by deliberate. He's killing everybody to push his green agenda that we are not capable of sustaining on. And and he talks about, well, we're, they're, they're, why aren't the the... Oh man, why aren't the oil companies drilling? They could drill more. Why could because that's only one part of the process. It's like it's like saying, why don't car manufacturers build more cars, but but they can't get tires? You could drill oil, but if you don't have enough capacity in your refineries to turn it into anything, what are you gonna do? And why are they gonna drill more oil when they know you're trying to kill their industry? Yeah, you're sitting on oil as it is. You know, it's unrefined. 
it's ridiculous. <laughs> but if you don't have the capacity to refine it, it doesn't matter how much they drill. And they can't and they can't refine it because I mean these many of these factories have shut down. They've they've laid off their workers or they've been converted to green energy bullshit, something like that. So he tells one half of the story while his regulations stunt the other half of the story. Oh, I told him they could drill more. Yeah, but you you got regularly regularly you're not you're holding up their leases in court. <laughs> you know, from preventing them to be able to refine the stuff. It's it's maddening. It's like it's like him saying, "Okay, grocery. I will put more grocery stores. More grocery stores can open up. Why aren't they opening more grocery stores? Well, if the shelves are fucking empty, it doesn't it doesn't matter. What are you going to do with more grocery stores? <laughs> you know, it's oh, more empty shelves. That's great. That's his logic, though. It's so fucking empty headed. It's annoying to anybody." actually pays attention if you're the casual oh, i watch msnbc at night and i'm more worried about putting gas in my tank and figuring out why i can't those people those people yeah tend to just kind of believe they them. do and they well That's they really make excuses for them they just go back to it's trump's yeah. fault because they tell because he keeps saying huh. you know it's trump this the economy is better than it was under trump and what what are you talking about I don't know what world that was. Yeah, under Trump, we had we he created more billionaires. I've created more middle class. Well, imp- impoverished middle class? Yeah. Wait, you've created middle no, class? You've created middle I, class by turning millionaires into middle class. Yeah, I think I think what you've done is wrecked the middle class. You you said that wrong. <laughs> yeah, and the people that continue to support him and defend him and, and excuse this nonsense. Fuck them. They're just as much enemy of the state as he is. Now, under Trump, I'll say this. Under Trump, I was able to fill up my gas tank for a dollar nine. Yeah. And that was because Pick and Save had a deal with BP yeah. where you yeah. you know go over to go over to um BP, fill up my car, ten gallons for a dollar nine. Well, average and nationwide, I think it was during twenty eighteen maybe. Um, under Trump, at one point nationwide, prices hit a dollar, like a dollar eighty nine, as a national average. That was just six, three, four years ago. Now we've got record highs everywhere. It's five twenty five or something here. That's insane. <laughs> I saw somebody trying to defend defend that today. Um, America's not the only one feeling this gas crisis. Yeah. He's wrong, though, because if you go to there's a website, um, I'll give it to all of you here. I think I got it in my phone right here now, I think. Or did I um, global petrol, global petrol prices dot com, G-L-O-B-A-L, global petrol, P-E-T-R-O-L prices dot com. I tell you right now, the U.S., I, I'll have to look and see where we fall on this, but I think we're even further Away now than we were. It, I mean, Venezuela, ironically, socialist state, two cents a gallon there, but I guess there's not a lot of people driving. <laughs> Kuwait, they also, they also yeah, they have their own there. oil. Kuwait, 34 cents yeah. a gallon. 
Bolivia, 54 cents a gallon. Haiti, 57 cents a gallon. Colombia, 60 cents a gallon. Belarus, 70 cents a gallon. Bangladesh, 94 cents a gallon. Afghanistan, 95 cents a gallon. They're filling up our, our Hummers that we left there with cheap gas. Cheaper gas than we can fill up our cars with. Pakistan, Cameroon, Taiwan, Argentina, Botswana, El Salvador, Mexico, Mexico, $1.51 a gallon. Indonesia, Mali, Grenada, Mongolia, Japan, Sri Lanka, Cuba. I can go on and on. There's 70, 78 or so of these of countries that have gas prices significantly cheaper than ours. And so my my friend was on that thread. That's what he that's what he said. He's like, there's 75 countries that pay less less in gas than you. <laughs> Hey, Good math. Uh, Jenny in the chat. I think it's funny. I I got a deal today at Pick and Save by me. Twenty four packs of ramen for five bucks. <laughs> I've been eating ramen like crazy. <laughs> it's, I have to. <laughs> it's um, but it's uh, yeah, it's insane. It's a great quick meal. It ramen. is. I don't have any problem. With some it. ramen noodles with some hot sauce and some chips. The chips enhance the uh, put chips in there. That's extra. <laughs> no, no, you eat the chips. You eat the chips out of the Oh, bag. no, I, chips are too expensive. I just eat the ramen. <laughs> I just... <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's working. So... so yeah. <laughs> but, hey, never mind that reality. The truth is that you're doing just fine. We're all doing just fine out there. We're, we're positioned with our savings to handle this, according to Biden. We're positioned exactly where I want us positioned. Right for the takeover. We've become, in 18 months, we're devolving into a third world country. Think about the violence in our streets. Think about the empty store shelves. Think about the tyrannical government mandates. We're a third world country on steroids. Luckily, we have the midterms coming up. Yeah. But the thing is, is they're not going to be able to do anything but stall Biden's, you know, kill any more spending that he wants to do. They're not going to be able to reverse his policies. They can only just put a slow on his spending. And that's my worry is people are going to, you know, we're going to get Republicans in there in two years. People are going to be like, well, Republicans didn't do anything. And then they're going to elect. Democrats back to Congress or something, the White House flips and, and we get nothing done for two more years. I don't know. I just hope people get smarter. I hope that people are using this time, this opportunity to get smarter. Uh, because yeah, Republicans can get control, but I they're gonna I mean really all they can really do is is focus on stalling his spending. And there's things they can legislate with regards to uh, they could try, but if Biden doesn't sign it, and they're not going to have a supermajority, they won't have enough for a supermajority, unfortunately, uh, because then they wouldn't even have to worry about his his signature on things. But hopefully they can get something across on the border and crime and, and, and some of the other things, and they could stop, put an end to his spending in Ukraine. I was one of the biggest supporters and proponents for helping out Ukraine, but I am quickly turning my 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 tone on this because 
It's unchecked spending. It's complete. He's just sending billions and billions and billions over there. And he signed that act. Congress signed that act, gave him authority through 2023 to just send over what he wants on, on just pieces of paper for Ukraine to get like an IOU. Here, just give us an IOU. That's basically what it is. He's sending them all this equipment for IOUs. And we don't know where it's going. We don't know where the fuck it's going because there's no IG over monitor over watching this. Like we've had IGs in, in Afghanistan and Iraq and, and most other big conflicts. There's already there's already javelins and stuff that I've seen in, in areas that are finding their way onto the black market. That's why I've said in other shows. It's not going to be long before you see somebody send a javelin into a passenger bus in Europe somewhere. And how long before one of those somehow makes it to Mexico and through our border? It take them a little more effort to make that happen. You don't just get in a <laughs> you don't just get in a dinghy and, and cruise across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, but they can find way to smuggle shit, especially when they've got you know. People like China and stuff in their back pocket. It, it's bad news. It's bad news. So much. And Ukraine keeps yelling, oh, we need more artillery now. We need more of this. And Biden's just like, oh, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. It's awful. It's completely awful. This is like that analogy that, you know, when, a, when, <laughs> when you put your oxygen mask on first, <laughs> so you can help others. We need to put our country's oxygen mask on first before we start helping others. I've been saying that for at least a yeah. decade. Oh, for sure. It's even now we're in the plane's going down now. Oh, <laughs> we've lost a lot of altitude. We're not just in a spot where we might have we've got bad turbulence. Let's get the masks on to be safe. The plane is taking a nosedive. The View was talking about a 2024 ticket of Kamala Harris and Pete Buttaplug. <laughs> Remember months ago, I said a Clinton Buttigieg ticket. I saw that coming for 2024. I don't know when, I can't remember one exactly, but this was several months back on this show. I said I could see. A Hillary, Mayor Pete, frickin' ticket in 2024. I don't rule that out. I have to find that show because I want proof that I said it on this date in here. Um, Hillary, who's just a lying swine, and, and Buttigieg, who's milking his teats and you know running around doing nothing. He's done nothing. He's done nothing. This whole con this whole cabinet has sucked, which is why this country is this way. Why? Because he elected people for what they are, you know, not what their capabilities were, not their qualities, not their talents, not their experience, not their capabilities. He elected them because this one's gay and this one's black and this one's a gay black. You know, and it's like, what fucking no, that's not why we put people in positions. This one's got a dick that thinks yeah, he's a woman. This one was a man. Now he's still a man, but where's a dress? 
That's something else that's getting me pissed off too. They say, you know, if you t- if you speak out against this stupid trans stuff, it's, well, you're inciting violence against the trans community. No, calling it out for the bullshit it is is not inciting violence against it. Somebody today I saw called it a genocide against trans people to speak out against. Oh, I saw them. that. Yeah, yeah. They use these words to speak out that are. They use genocide like... They have no clue what actual genocide No, they don't. Just like they don't understand what existential means. They just use it for everything. No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, CC. They incite and riot, and that's fine. They burn down... How many... $2 billion in damage? $4 billion in damage in 2020? And how many countless dozens of people killed um, in their riots? Police officers blinded, maimed, and... That's not an insurrection. That's the other thing Republicans need to do if they get to Congress. They need to fucking impeach Mayorkas. They need to uh, impeach Blinken, Austin. They need to just start impeaching his cabinet members for not doing their jobs. Every one of them. And people like McConnell get up there and say, "Oh, we're not going to get in. We're not going to impeach people. We're not going to use impeachment as a political weapon." I'm not. Well, number one, why they're doing it? <laughs> but two, yeah, this Trump isn't a political weapon. You're impeaching now? them because they're fucking up. They're incompetent. Yeah, Pete. I thought I saw. I thought I saw somewhere that Trump just survived his third impeachment attempt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they're doing everything they can to try to make them unelectable for 2024. And whatever. You know, I honestly hope, like somebody like DeSantis, or maybe Tom Cotton even, that somebody else kind of comes out of the woodwork. Um, I just, somebody that still has the same mindset and the same kind of America first policies, but not Trump, because he comes with so much baggage at this point. Um, well, a smart political strategist could go. They've, they've been trying this long to make him unelectable for a reason. Yeah. You know, I'm not that smart, and I yeah. can figure that out. Yeah, I don't know. We need we need some others in there. Um, if Trump's a candidate, obviously I'll happily vote for him. Um, but I I think we're better served if there's another candidate. I think Tom Cotton would be a good one. I think, of course, Ron DeSantis. Those would be my top two, probably. Um, We don't need any rhinos in there. But I I like Jim Jordan. Uh, I don't think that he would. I don't think he'd make a presidential run at this point. I'd like that. I mean, I like to see that. I I certainly don't want to see somebody like freaking McCarthy or... um, Lindsey Graham or somebody like that that's just going to get warmongering Lindsey Graham that's just going to get us in more trouble. Um, Josh Hawley's a good one. Um, Yeah. We just need, generally speaking, we need the median age of our representatives in Congress to drop down to somewhere in like it's, you know, upper 40s, low 50s maybe. We need a, we got a a median age in Congress that's probably in its 60s. Um, we need a Gen Xer. We need Gen X to take over the country. They just don't care. It's just like I love fucking with you. It's just. Yeah. 
It's a mess. Well, one of the things I thought I'd bring up today is we often hear the Tree of Liberty quote. Um, but I thought I'd kind of read, you know, the letter that that came from. Uh, it was a letter from Thomas Jefferson. It was in 1787. Thomas Jefferson had wrote uh, a letter to William Stephen Smith, who was the son-in-law of John, Ad- John Adams. He wrote, he said, I do not know whether it is to yourself or Mr. Adams I am to give my thanks for the copy of the new Constitution. I beg leave, though, you, to place them where due. It will be yet three weeks before I shall receive them from America. He was traveling at this point in time. I think he might have been in South America at this time. There are very good articles in it and very bad. I do not know which preponderate. But we have lately read in the history of Holland, in the chapter of on the state holder would have sufficed to set me against a chief magistrate eligible for a long duration. I was talking about, you know, a, a president for a long time. If I had ever been disposed towards one and what we have always read of the elections of Polish Kings should have forever excluded the idea of one continuable for life. Wonderful is the effect of impudent and preserving lying. This is this this next piece really goes into kind of what we're seeing right now. So the British Ministry have so long hired their gazetteers, their writers, their journalists, to repeat and model into every form lies about our being in anarchy, that the world has at length believed them. The English nation has believed them. The ministers themselves have come to believe them. And what is more wonderful, uh, we have believe them ourselves. Yet where does this anarchy exist? Where did it ever exist except in a single instance in Massachusetts? And can history produce an instance of rebellion so honorably conducted? I say nothing of its motives. They were founded in ignorance, not wickedness. God forbid we should have we should ever be 20 years without such a rebellion. People cannot be all and always well informed part which is wrong will be discontented in proportion to the importance of the facts they misconceive. If they remain quiet under such misconceptions, it is lethargy, the forerunner of death to the public liberty. We have had 13 states independent 11 years. There has been one rebellion. That comes to one rebellion in a century and a half for each state. What country before ever existed a century and a half without a rebellion? What country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance? Let them take arms. The remedy is to set them right as to facts, pardon and pacify them. What signify a few lives lost in a century or two? The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It is its natural manure. Our convention has been too impressed by the insurrection of Massachusetts, and in the spur of the moment, they are setting up a kite to keep the hen yard in, or- in order. I hope, in God, this article will be rectified before the new Constitution is accepted. So, it's the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It is its natural manure. A lot of times, that patriot part gets left out. Just the blood of tyrants is said. So the quote is misquoted. Um, but it's a really, this letter was really profound because it talks about the power of the English monarchy uh, writing of the Boston Tea Party as in the colony, you know, the colonies were in complete anarchy. 
which wasn't the case at the time. And you kind of liken that to this insurrection, January 6th thing. There's some parallels there that I think you can make. It's just, it's ironic um, when you read, and it's also interesting, I think, when you read from history, the totality of where these quotes come from, because there's so much other context around just the quotes. I mean, we I put quotes out there all the time, and they're inspiring, and they're they're fascinating, and they're powerful. Um, but oftentimes, there's so much more context around those quotes that tells a greater story of the time. That this particular quote, in general, that a lot of people talk about, had a lot of a lot more context about it. That prefaces some of the same issues that we're dealing with today. And it doesn't, the parallel doesn't look favorable for us because violent revolution, you know, followed <laughs> what that, what that was. But uh, it, it's, it's interesting. It's just very interesting. So I thought I would, yeah, so I would share that. Uh, propaganda wasn't new in World War II. It wasn't no, just it's always existed. The throne used it a lot. I mean, the throne used because remember, in England, too, I mean, the king of England was not just, you know, the, the king of the lands and the king of the, the British Empire, if you will. But he was also the head of the Church of England. So they propagated, you know, his his view of how Christianity should be um, practiced was what was propagated throughout their territories. And it's that's what led... Mm to the pilgrimage of Puritans out of Europe into the new world was the persecution of being forced to worship in a way that they didn't, you know, they didn't wholly agree with. They were Christians nonetheless, but they worshiped in a different manner, in a different way, not the King's way. Uh, And people forget that that's the whole reason we became a country was people fleeing and wanting to worship religion in their free way. And now we've got a coach of a high school football team before the Supreme Court because his, his stupid-ass school fired him for praying at the 50-yard line after a game. You know? It's gross. I think that ruling's going to go his way, and that should come out any day. You can bet if that coach had been a Muslim and was going out to the 50 yard line to pray to Allah school would have never fired him because that would be discrimination. And that would be Islamophobia. Fucking idiots. It, the, the, to the, the, the extent to which they hate our own founding and our own country. It's not just sickening and maddening. It's, it's mind boggling because they're tearing apart the very threads that give them the freedom that they enjoy. And when that all comes crumbling down, when they tear up our, our, our roots and our founding principles, their freedom goes with it. And these people, they, they want the government to solve all their problems, but they don't realize the difference between a government solving your problems and a government telling you what your solutions are. And, and not, you know, there's a difference between a government legislating laws or a government, you know, we don't want, number one, the government shouldn't be solving any problems. They're, they fuck up. They make every problem worse. Get out of the way and let the, let the people fix the problems. 
there's so many parallels that lead up to so many things. There's so many parallels that lead up to our civil war. It's scary how many parallels lead up the parallels that are leading up to our civil war. When you look at the way states are ruling on their own, uh, in contrary to the federal government, and how you're seeing states band together with attorney general, attorneys general of of several states banding together against federal policies, it's the same kind of stuff that prefaced the civil war. Um, it's it's very. There's so many parallels. There's parallels from prior to World War II. There's these parallels prior to Civil War. And if you look at the Carter administration, there's so many parallels to the Carter administration, too. Especially the foreign parallels, the foreign policy failures. I mean, Carter, look what he did with Iran. I mean, it's every bad lesson from history. Joe Biden is making us relive. This goes to... But he was there. Yeah, and he's he's lived for a lot of them. (laughs) He's been alive. You know, I mean, I think Martha Washington babysat him for crying out loud, you know. (laughs) But yeah, you're right, CC. He's doing it on purpose, and that's why I don't understand why people can't see this. It's malicious. It's by design. He is is using the, the worst parts of our history. They've brought back racism. They bring about segregation. I mean, they, they want to segregate societies. It's it's just like it, it, every bad thing they have ever done, they're doing again. Another story I want to get to, and we'll do maybe a couple lighthearted things, but this is one to watch for you in California. If you remember a couple weeks ago, I talked about how Gavin Newsom subverted the Constitution and um, enacted a treaty with New Zealand. New Zealand announces plan to tax farmers for livestock farting and burping. <laughs> so, oh wait, it's coming to you, California. Because if New Zealand's doing it and it's a best practice, guess who's going to take it on next? Because they got a treaty that's sharing these best practices. New Zealand has revealed plans to hand down a carbon tax to farmers in order to tackle one of the country's biggest sources of greenhouse gases, barnyard animals that fart and burp too much. The price on ag... What kind of science backs this up? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is the, one of the most silly things that I've ever actually heard. Do do, do people actually count how many times a day a, a cow or a farm animal I don't farts? know. We could get through the article. Maybe it'll tell us. Um, <laughs> the price on agricultural emissions would make New Zealand the first country to make farmers pay for their gases that their cows or sheep produce. New Zealand, a large agriculture exporter, is home to 5 million people. Compare that to about 10 million cattle and 26 million sheep. Well, that's a, we apparently have 80 million sheep, so I, I don't fucking... <laughs> now, that is a lot of burps and farts. There's no question that we need an amount that we need to cut the amount of methane we are putting into the atmosphere. So that's their climate minister. The climate minister, by the way, is the one who signed the document with... Uh, oh, no, their attorney for their climate minister signed it with, with Newsom. I haven't done it. Say that uh, they can reduce the amount of burps and farts by... They're by their, produced by their livestock by using feed additives. Uh, so GMOs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it doesn't really go, okay, so it doesn't really go on to, it says that uh, cows and sheep have special complex digestive systems with multi-chambered stomachs in order to digest their food. What they eat ferments within their own body. 
according to University of California, Clarity and Leadership for Environmental Awareness and Research Center. So I don't trust anything. It's University of California, but whatever. But as, <laughs> but as that happens, they create methane as a byproduct. In other words, burps and farts. Uh, it's a type of greenhouse gas that traps heat in the atmosphere. It can be so intense that high-resolution satellites were once able to detect high methane emissions from a cattle lot in California. Sure. <laughs> so essentially, cow burps were uh, visible from space. A final decision on the tax is expected by December 2022. There you go. So if it comes to New Zealand, it's coming to California, and it'll come to other places. Yeah, you're gonna have to get out there and count how many times you're twenty. Who is you know who is speaking day. on behalf of the cattle and the sheep? The farmer. I mean, this is like taxation without representation. <laughs> Did they take some kind of survey of the cows and sheep and and, and notate how many times a day yeah, they burn? I'm sure they've done these studies, um, but I just. Way out of hand. If they could start, well, what's to stop them from from taxing? Put all of a sudden on your property tax bill, you get a bart and bart, you know, burp and fart line on your next property tax because they're just figuring each human burps and farts so many times throughout the day. Put a tax on that, and it's a new line on your on your property taxes. I we think it's far fetched. We're laughing about it, but wait, it's not something that uh, it's something I could see happening. It's something I can see being proposed, but I don't think it's something I can see happening. happening. Something like that would pass the Congress today because they have the majority. Today, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. So it can happen. We're one election away from shit like that happening. Look at how bad. I don't think. You say that. Maybe maybe a year ago it could happen today, but not. I don't think it could happen today. today. Could you imagine the blowback on that? There's apparently not much blowback on $5 gas. So, Senator so and so voted to to tax you on burping and farting. We're not. There's not much of a very loud blowback on all the green bullshit that's going on right now, and the five dollar gas prices, and the inflation, and you know all the the, the weapons being sent. I tell you what, we are before the end of summer. There will be U.S. troops in Ukraine. Okay, and I say that because part of the reason this bullshit blaming Putin for everything, part of his other reason for that is so that it seems justified when he sends American troops there. Because well, we got to stop Putin from creating all this this hell for us. Just wait, it's happening. And I hope all those people on Twitter with Ukraine flags and their profiles are the first ones to fucking enlist. They won't be because they're liberals and they're pussies. But I would I would hope. But it's happening. Just wait. If we don't already have advisors there, which I'm I'm pretty sure we do. Because Biden had the power in that legislation that Congress gave him to deploy troops if necessary to wherever these systems would have to be um, for training and maintenance and things like that. So he's got the ability to send them uh, without... You know, non-combat troops. Every troops armed in a war zone. <laughs> it's, it's. You know, uh, he's got the power. Congress gave him open authority, and it will be done. Watch for it. 
All right, let's move on to some lighter topics for the last 15 minutes. What do you say? You all want some lighter stuff in these last 15 minutes? <laughs> because I fucking do. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Papa John's delivered a pizza with no toppings after the order was blundered. <laughs> That's... Why would you put this in a box and think that this is what somebody ordered? <laughs> okay. Flag on the play. <laughs> when I was in Quantico, I worked at Domino's. There was no fucking way in hell that somebody would order a pizza with nothing on it without the manager or the person. Whoever's in charge of that store calling them back and going, did you order a pizza with uh, nothing on it? You you want nothing. You just want pizza dough baked. Yep. That's... <laughs> Uh, the man is, uh, let's see. He, unnamed man explained that he had placed an order on a delivery app. Uh, he looks like a giant asshole. Uh, after a night at the pub. Okay. So he was drinking when he placed his order. <laughs> so <laughs> he had been craving a barbecue meat fest, which is supposed to feature bun. Ba- ba- <laughs> Fits in with my giant asshole comment. <laughs> Can't go one show. <laughs> Can we leave ass out of the show one time? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> um, <laughs> craving a barbecue meat fest, which is supposed to feature barbecue based topped with mozzarella cheese, bacon, ham, pepperoni, sausage, and spicy beef. Man, that sounds delicious. That is exactly my type of pizza right there. But in his drunken state, the man opened the customization menu and removed. Every single topping, including the cheese. Uh, so he did it all. He did it. Yeah, he did it backwards. He thought he was. Did it on the app. He thought he was adding these things to the pizza, but instead he was drunk, and by checking the boxes, he was actually unchecking them. That's his yeah. fault, then. He's I opened this asshole. up by saying it was an app. <laughs> so when the order arrived, he was stunned to find the pizza base topped with barbecue sauce and nothing else. Oh, he had nothing, though. Nobody to blame but himself, of course. Okay. So that yeah, I, that pizza is one I would get. I probably would add some banana peppers to it also, or some jalapeno peppers would be great with that. Um, what's your pizza? What's your go-to pizza if you order a pizza? Mine. The local place here I used to work at a long time ago. I actually made my own pizza. It's uh, pepperoni, sausage, meatball, okay. jalapeno, and banana okay. peppers. Extra cheese. Fucking yeah, that amazing. sounds good. That sounds good. It's the meatball that does it for me. That's what she said. <laughs> I can't do black olives. Oh, man. Bell peppers, I can do. No. Not a black olive guy. Just can't. Sarah's the uh, the exception to the rule. Again, when I was working at Domino's, I got a call. I took the call one time, and the, the woman that made the call sounded sounded like she was good to go. And the manager's like, what'd she get? And I told her, I told him, and the manager goes, oh, she got black olives on it? Guarantee you, she's about three spins. <laughs> I was like, what? Get out of here. She sounded like she was fucking hot as shit. I go, I want to deliver it. Sure enough, she was just a yeah. girl. No, dude, it's like when you'd call and order a pizza and and, and the, the chick sounded hot on the phone and you're like, oh, I can't wait to go pick my pizza up. And you get there and she's like a fucking gremlin. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, man. I'm not ordering a beer again. Ball with feet. (laughs) 
No, sir, I said you're the exception to the rule. Sexily petite. Is that a phrase? I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> I don't even know if sexily is a word, but it is now. I don't. It doesn't sound well, I just made it. <laughs> this woman. Aliens abduct me in my sleep, and I wake up with in weird places covered in bruises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> woman who believes... <laughs> After I was at the barn, I met a guy named Chad. I woke up in this loft with bruised knees. (laughs) 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 She says aliens have repeatedly abducted her in her sleep. So they leave her with weird bruises and punctures in her skin. Maria Liva, 51. She looks good for 51. Uh, 51? Claims the abductions have been going on for as long as she can remember. And she's come in contact with heavy-handed extraterrestrials numerous times. So she often wakes up to bruises or finger marks on her body, which she's certain are evidence of an extraterrestrial visit. Finger marks? Yeah. Why don't they take fingerprints? She wakes up in locations far away from her house with no idea she got there and once even had to get a taxi home. Wait, maybe you're sleepwalking, (laughs) okay? And you're running into shit. See, this is what happens. Then you take one puff from the marijuana. <laughs> one brownie. Stay away from the marijuana. One, one brownie and you're feeling your feet. You're all weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> a half a brownie. <laughs> my feet were made for walking. My, my feet. I could feel my feet. They, they feel nice. <laughs> they tickle. Oh, man. I'm sometimes awake. Strangely enough, I did not wake up miles from my house covered in bruises and prick marks. I'm sometimes uh, sometimes awakened by telepathic communications between the hours of 2 and 4 in the morning. <laughs> right after bar closes. Right after passing out at the bar. <laughs> being told to wake up. Telepathically, she's being told to wake up and go to the windows as something is out there. <laughs> it's a flasher. <laughs> it's the neighbor. <laughs> Hey, Babs, wake up. I have something to show you. When they visit, they will leave me with weird bruises on my body. <laughs> okay, hold on. They got, there was a picture. She put a coin to the size of the bruise, but ironically, they are bruises on her knees. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, pull your pants up or take the fucking picture in shorts or something. <laughs> Jesus. If your pants are on your ankles for a picture. Just sitting on the can, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Here's this for a reference. I was taking a shit. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I enjoy going to conferences around the world for extraterrestrials and flying saucers. Now, I believe that there's stuff out there. I don't doubt this. But I... One day, I was when I was washing dishes, I saw what I can only say was a translucent, watery-type figure by a tree. Maybe you got a soap bubble in your eye, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and you, or you, you know, it's, there's an onion on the counter or something. When I was, I was looking very intensely at it, and I knew I saw a being there. I've also seen beings who look like humans. They're just a little taller than the average, and they have larger almond-shaped eyes. 
What's average? I don't know what the average human height is. I, I don't know, Phil. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hilarious moment woman a woman freaks out when an ostrich pokes its head through her car window <laughs> the ostrich just looking around like hey what do you got in there <laughs> hilarious moment yeah, you know what can't blame the ostrich totally freaked out man. <laughs> Chloe Benham 22 was excited to visit the safari wild park wild animal park in Como Mississippi with her friend Steven. She does look scared. But she panicked when the ostrich <laughs> excitedly went for a bag of corn inside their car. Well, yeah, that's probably what the ostrich likes. If it's a Tom yeah. if it's a Tom Park and you're driving through with your windows down and you got like a fat ribeye in your lap, I'm going to poke my head in the window too. <laughs> yeah. You're driving through Tomland and you got the barbecue meat extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming through a window. <laughs> Old Tommy boy here's diving into your car. <laughs> And you have no right to look scared like that. You knew he liked that. I'm so- coming through the window and in the car. <laughs> <laughs> there were a ton of ostriches around the animal park grounds, so we didn't encounter them. <laughs> I would really like to overcome my fear of ostriches before I die, though. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why she actually does look scared. Okay, so that There's makes a- sense. She has a fear of ostriches. There's a better picture, Phil. She's trying to overcome her fear There's of ostriches. There's a better picture, Phil. <laughs> There's a better picture. And she goes to an ostrich. <laughs> it's got its head in the bag. <laughs> Ironically, I see that face every time I pull it out. <laughs> see a face when the lights go on. <laughs> yeah. When the bar lights come oh on. Oh my god. I've been talking to you for the last three hours. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't abduct me and take me three hours from my home. <laughs> it put bruises on me. <laughs> I'm laughing hardest at this ostrich's whole head inside that bag. <laughs> Just long neck through the through the window. <laughs> it's... Yeah, she should have let it go. Usually it's a weird fear. Like, why does she have a fear of ostriches? That's a strange thing. Uh, I don't know. But he's getting... An easy thing to stay away from if you're scared of them. Just, just They're not plentiful. It's not like <laughs> seagulls and you live on the if coast. If you're afraid of ostriches, don't go to the ostrich park. <laughs> and Boom. If you, if you, you go. do go, maybe roll the windows up. <laughs> don't... <laughs> It's Mississippi. You need the AC anyway. I'm afraid of ostriches. Today I'm going to go to an ostrich park with the windows down and a bag of corn in my lap. <laughs> what might happen? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's a weird. It doesn't make any sense. I get facing your fears, I guess, but if you're that young, you still got plenty of life to, to go there to prep yourself. Yeah, I, I think you know <laughs> if if you, yeah, <laughs> it's just I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> Phil. I just don't know anymore. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in live. Really appreciate you guys and live in the show, um, in the chat. If you're watching this on Rumble or YouTube after 
the fact after the recording gets up, probably sometime tomorrow. Uh, please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. Um, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Support the show. <laughs> Go to rucksackradio.com. <laughs> I'm looking for, I've got one more story here that I wanted to share today. And uh, because I thought it was fantastic. Um, and I'm just looking for um, the image <laughs> that I had. And all right, hold on. Sorry, folks. <laughs> An elephant fell. What do you think this elephant did? Hey, it's got some kind of disease on its trunk. Yeah. It needs its bore punched. Elephant trampled woman to death, then showed up hours later to her funeral to trample her corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. What did this woman do to this fucking elephant? (laughs) And he's like, I'm gonna kill you and then I'm gonna kill your corpse some more. I'm gonna gonna kill you and then I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna make sure you're extra dead. (laughs) A woman has been attacked twice by an endangered elephant, once while she was alive, and another time again at her funeral. Who's going to stop it? <laughs> oh, no. Dumbo's back. <laughs> Dumbo, it's... Run! Mohait, quick! Run! <laughs> you do not trample Mohait. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> you can see Mohait standing on the back of it with his little legs. <laughs> like a jockey. Well, no. <laughs> like a... That would, that would indicate that he could stand above the elephant's head. <laughs> like a, you still wouldn't be able to see him. Riding it like a jockey. <laughs> According to the Times of India, 68-year-old Maya Murmu was fetching water when she was attacked by the furious elephant in uh, India's Bani district in Odisha last week on June 9th. The pissed-off pachyderm was part of a larger herd that had strayed from the nearby wildlife sanctuary. When Murmu attempted to flee, one of the elephants charged and trampled her. <laughs> she was taken to the hospital where she died from her injuries. In the evening... <laughs> Just imagine being at the funeral and looking down and going, what the fuck? That's the same elephant! Everybody run! back! <laughs> It's like you just watch him stomping on her, making fucking wine like out of her. Jason, corpse. he's got a hockey mask on, <laughs> sitting there praying for the for the for the dead. And you're <laughs> in the evening when Murmu's body had been returned to her family. Her loved ones began performing her last rites. Unfortunately for them, the furious elephant wasn't done. <laughs> See, if you let me do this from the beginning, I wouldn't have to show up twice. <laughs> the livid creature, the, yeah, the livid creature sees the opportunity to have another go at Murmu. According to the print, the angry animal stormed the funeral, took the corpse from the pyre, <laughs> trampled her dead body, threw it, and fled. <laughs> <laughs> 
man, how I wish somebody had video of this. <laughs> I thought I said, fuck this bitch. <laughs> Her family kept the body outside of the house for the funeral. Uh, this was when the animal came and attacked her. <laughs> the enraged Tusker waited near the mangled corpse for over an hour before it began to roar. Ignited! <laughs> <laughs> Other members of the elephant's herd answered the call, with a group of them then attacking the village and destroying Mermu's house. <laughs> Good. Mermu must have pissed this off. This is some, like, witch name. doctor shit here. Mermu might cast a spell on this elephant or something, <laughs> but elephants are smart, and he remembered this bitch. He remembered her from, like, long ago. <laughs> I'll show this bitch for giving me a white trunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mermu's last rites were eventually performed a few hours later. After a family members in a different town, yeah, after family members <laughs> on top of a mountain, <laughs> after family members were sure that the elephants had left. Imagine being the family <laughs> who's got elephant watch. <laughs> oh man, at least a hundred, approximately a hundred people in India are killed each year by elephants. The world. They'll stop pissing them off. It's not an accidental attack ever with an elephant, because like you said, they're This smart. particular state in India has suffered the most deaths, with nearly 600 people killed by elephants between 2014 and 2021. Wow. Stop being assholes to elephants. Four people were last week were killed by elephants in different areas across India. That's a shame. They are certainly intelligent enough and have good enough memories to take revenge. Said the newspaper. Well, yeah. Clearly. Twice. <laughs> so it trampled her to death. The family read the rights, dressed her up in her sari, put little jewels on her, set her out there to ferment a little bit while they all gathered around. He tosses her like a he tosses her like a perfect spiral into the village. <laughs> he, he gathered around with some curry <laughs> to to remember her, talk about her life. How she was just such a good water gatherer. <laughs> and the elephant came charging back in, stomped on her some more, <laughs> wrapped his trunk around her, <laughs> tossed her into a tree outside the village somewhere, <laughs> and then roared. I'll show you, Mary. <laughs> and then walked over to the tree and roared. <laughs> the elephant's final fuck you. This is like something out of WWF. <laughs> like, <laughs> like something like Hulk Hogan would want to, you know. <laughs> oh man. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Please that's it for tonight. Thanks for tuning in on Tuesday. Uh I'm not sure about Thursday's show yet. If we will go we'll go on Thursday or not. Um I will keep everybody posted. Um and then I will let everybody know on Thursday um, on the parlor chat or otherwise if uh, we're to go on Thursday night. But thanks for tuning with us tonight. Um, watch out for any, you know, pissed off pachyderms out there. <laughs> yeah, don't piss yeah. them off. I would not gather any water nearby any elephants. <laughs> Please check out the show's website, rucksackradio.com. I really appreciate you supporting the show if you can. I really appreciate your time and your patriotism. Friends, there's no substitute for educated and passionate patriots. 
who value our sacred principles of living and take action to preserve them. We're honored to share your company. Rock on. Have a good night. We love you. Peace.